Welcome to the Happiness Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Kara Payton, and this is your resource for becoming the happiest person you know. This show dives deep into the heart of life's biggest matters. You can expect to hear from the names you know, sharing a raw look into their souls from their realest moments with God to their biggest heartbreaks in love and greatest lessons in life. If you're new here, subscribe or follow and share with a friend. You never know what message they truly needed to hear. And if you've been around for a while, welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to the show. Hey there, welcome to another bonus episode of the Happiness Habit Podcast. I'm going to talk today specifically about overwhelm. I deal with self-doubt, anxiety, and overwhelm in women, and that is the main things that I attack. The reason is, one, I have such a deep and intimate relationship with this very, very, very unhealthy past with overwhelm and a lack of having awareness of my own resource. Overwhelm was something I dealt with to the point where I had tricked myself into thinking that I was going crazy. And maybe you've done this to yourself because that's exactly what it feels like. You get so overwhelmed. You're like, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I'm losing, I'm losing my shit completely. My life is coming off the rails Everything that was mounted to the floor feels like it's sliding across the floorboards. It's loose in my mind. And if I have even one more thing, right? You've, you've said, if, I, if one more thing happens today, if I get one more text, if one more thing goes the wrong direction, if I get one more curveball, I'm going to lose it. And I want to break this down to make this concept just give you some brain soul food, just some brain, just pain reliever for a minute. So you can understand overwhelm in a different way. And at least to just help you know that God bless you are just so not, you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. So overwhelm by definition is literally just the full taxation of your internal energy or resources, you are, there is, everything is capped. Everything is spent. And that not even one more, you have no more hands, resources to deal with anything else. And something else is happening. Overwhelm is you reaching your very last step and then something coming along requiring you to take one more. That's overwhelm. And overwhelm itself as an emotion, what we go through when we are overwhelmed, we have moved into the amygdala part of our brain, which is based in survival. It is is trying to keep us surviving. So the problem with that is the function itself, the brain has turned everything that is not moving for your survival, that is not preserving you in, your, in, in static right now, where you are. And it is shut it off. You don't have the ability to tap into those resources. You and overwhelm tend to think, what can I even do? Where can I, there's nothing that I can, where is my solution? 
And you cannot think of your solution in a state of overwhelm. The reason why is the state, the level, what they say in the the more spiritual world, the way that it's put in a more spiritual way is that the same level of mind that sees the problem is not the same level of mind that will solve the problem. What this means on a literal basis is that you are operating in a completely different mode than the one you would need to be able to solve where you where you are right now to get you to from point A to point B. The reason being is from an amygdala state of mind, from your survival mind. All of your ability to solve your problem exists somewhere else in your brain. And those pathways are shut down. So to put it in a visual, imagine yourself you have you have set your keys down in the kitchen. Now they're lost. You don't remember where you put them. But you're in your bedroom looking for them. Now the bedroom door is shut. You cannot go into the kitchen. Shut and locked. You are locked in your bedroom looking for your keys, but the keys are in the kitchen. That is similarly, that's a similar thing to where what happens when you are in your survival, your desperation, your panic, your overwhelm mode, and you're trying to find your way out. Your way out is outside of where you can even be right now. So at very least, if you take nothing away from this episode, know that when you're in these places and you're like, what in the hell is wrong with me? What do I even need to do? I am so, I can't even do the most basic things. The most basic things you would do still exist outside of survival. If you are so overwhelmed about the things that are going on in your life, if everything feels upturned, if if you feel so, if everything in your life is just like coming off the rails, you're disjointed from everything. Something as simple as doing the dishes doesn't belong in the survival category. Therefore, you will be frozen or it's it's your fight or flight mode. Survival mode is your fight or flight mode. You're not in a place to where you can even calm down enough to, to logically walk yourself through, like, just start here. That voice that would speak to you, just start here. You shut down, that, that microphone is off. So I hope that puts things into perspective, that if you are in a place where you're like, I am spinning on axis, this is why we reach out to our friends. This is why we reach out to other things. Because they have a different perspective on your situation they are outside they are not in survival mode they have the resources which is why what they say sounds so simple but we don't have access to that in us at the moment and it also speaks to why we just we just seem like we're going crazy it feels so awful because we know that we have been and felt and been more resourceful and stepped into a mindset that's so much more helpful in the moment We've been able to figure things out. We know we have a tap into a creative process that we could go through. We know what we could do and we're freaking out because we're not doing it. The reason we're not doing it is because we're not in a state of mind that can allow that right now. But we know what it feels like to be there. We know the keys. We know I had these freaking keys. I just had them. Why aren't they in this room? So it feels like we're absolutely losing it. So if you take nothing away, no, this is not anything 
inherently exclusive to you. Now, the key to getting out of this state is there is a part of you that you can tap into that has nothing to do with your mind. There's a part of you that's more powerful than your mind that overrides it. Your mind, your mindset, your brain, your logic, your analytics are only 20% of the picture at most. If you're fully using those resources, they are still only 20% of the picture. Your body, your emotions, your soma, your somatic system is the other part. And it is always, it is so much stronger. It actually informs your brain. So understand you do have a resource and it is not through the bedroom door. It's through the completely open roof. You need to take care of the state that you are in first. And if your brain is locked down, well, we won't go through the door. That door's shut. Don't fight reality. Don't fight the state, the fact that you're in that state. We need to get into your body. We need to get into your heart. Now, your mind is probably on a frantic loop or a, I don't know, the, the, the doom cycle. So meditation's probably outside of most of our faculties right now, unless you had a really, really good guide or a really, really good meditation music or something that you just consider an old faithful. Like, I love this one. This always works for me. If you do, great. For most of us, when we're in a, we're in a spin cycle, sitting down, cross-legged, calming down, laying down, listening to some sort of peaceful ja-ja-ja is not, like, not going to do the trick for me. The body element is a hack. It's a total hack. It's a cheat code. You can use it even when you don't feel like it. So for a lot of us who are not practiced in meditation or any type of spiritual woo-woo type of thing, you can use your body to your advantage by doing something like going for a run. I know that's, oh my God, I probably have read so many blogs and been like, oh my God, turn this off. This woman's an idiot. Go, go do it and then tell me I'm an idiot. Go get your mind, your, your body and mind in that state and go for a run and tell me I'm an idiot afterwards by the way you feel, by how different everything is, by how different your focus is, by how different your state of emotions are. The chemicals in your mind will, would not even allow you to stay in a crappy place after five, 10 minutes. But I feel you and I've been there before. And if somebody told me to go for a run, uh, even yesterday, <laughs> I would tell them you go for a run because I'm about to chase you down and choke you. So what else then? Well, I would recommend then breath work. It's something new, something annoying for a lot of us that are, that are counting out a lot of the woo-woo stuff right away, but you're going to hear a lot more about it because it is the ultimate tap in to our bodies, our emotions, that connectivity. There's a lot of ways you can do it. 
If you don't have a guide, I highly recommend finding something that's guided so it can narrate and walk you through a thought process that you can understand that starts you where you are. You can search somatic breath work on, on anything, on Insight Timer. You can Google it. Just look it up. Hypno breath work. So many different things that you can look up. And follow one of those. Now, somatic breath work specifically, you're taking, you're processing, things are coming up and you're releasing them. And that may dive a little bit more headlong than some of you are ready. Like, I, just, I, I literally just don't want to feel overwhelmed anymore. And if that's the case, do anything to get you breathing a little heavier and using your body. Body movement is the biggest creator of neuroplasticity in the mind, which is your, your brain's ability to change. But for those of us who know that a state of overwhelm is kind of a norm, it's kind of a default, it's a, it's a mode we go into pretty often, I would highly recommend breath work. So going forward here, find a way, breathwork or not, to dump and purge what is overwhelming you. If you can't even imagine yourself going through a run and doing anything breathwork right now, get out an old-fashioned notebook, Write down everything that bothers you. Everything that's going on in your life right now that is off the rails. My boyfriend and I are not talking. I don't know. I'm uncertain about the future. I'm in a pretty bad financial state. I'm looking for a job. Rent's coming up due. My body feels out of whack. I have no energy. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not eating well. My family dynamics were screwed. My car tire went flat. Just had to pay for that. That was unexpected. Got new neighbors that play awful music all hours of the night. They don't care. I have a bill that was twice as much as I expected it to be. Write it all down. Don't stop. Don't stop. Even if it's, I hate my hair. The last time I went to my hair appointment, she botched it. I'm still dealing with it. I hate it. Write it down. If it's something that occasionally recurs to you, it counts. It's something that's providing an emotion that's getting stuck there. You haven't fully moved through it, and so it's recycling. Part of the reason we go for overwhelm is because we're literally trying to move through the day-to-day life, and we're taking things that are presented to us, a new order. You're going, I'm not dealing with that order. And you swallow it. You get new orders. But then your daily routine provides you with new orders because of things you have to do every single day. And so you do some and you let some of them slough off. And you you know, I, I'm too, ta- I'm skipping this today. It's usually skipping the healthy meals, skipping the gym, skipping the extra sleep, skipping what you need to do for yourself to support yourself. Those are usually things you're like, ah, can't do that order. And you throw it away. Over time, you have the orders of the things you haven't dealt with. You have the orders of the day-to-day. You have the orders of the random curveballs. 
if the orders of the unexpected changes and they just pile up. And so what this does, this notebook practice, this notebook practice takes everything, all of those orders and consolidates it. Instead of this wastebasket full of endless orders and receipts and invoices of all the things you haven't done, you haven't paid, you haven't said, you haven't maintained. You have it all on this log, we'll say. And I'm not saying you now have given yourself a to-do list from hell. This is not, that's not what this is. This is a brain dump. This is for your emotional well-being. This is purely to create a slow and momentum. You've emptied the wastebasket. Wastebasket, in this case, being your brain. You have it somewhere else. It's on one nice sheet. Maybe even if it's front and back. It's a lot better than things occurring to you at random that you don't have the faculty or the focus or the ability to even go, okay, I've heard this. You neglect your body, you neglect your mind, you neglect your emotions. There's nothing about that that's going to get quieter. The volume turns up. And overwhelms alarm is ready to go off. Do your brain dump. And for each of these things, after you've got it, if you've got it out and you have a minute, a moment to just like, okay, it is out on paper. I feel like I can breathe for a second. Don't do anything with it. Get up, go for your run then. Then do your breath work. Then do your meditation. Then do something. You have an empty wastebasket. Reward yourself for that. Create some positive chemicals. The wastebasket's empty, leave it. Now, after you've done something where you're no longer in your survival mind, you've created some chemicals, you've gone for a run, you've done something healthy for yourself, you may be taking a moment to just be with an empty wastebasket, some better chemicals, you have more access to your resources, you have more access to solutions. I want you to do two things with this list after this. Number one, I want you to first... If you cannot control it, if this is a circumstance you have zero ability to change or influence, I want you to mark it out, completely black it out in acceptance. It's outside of your control. If you've determined that it's outside of your control, you can do nothing about it anyway. Mark it out. And if it's within your control... Circle it and pause this to take a moment to go through that process. But after you circle it, I want you to look at all the circled things. Is there anything related? If there's anything related, draw, draw lines to it. If they're close enough together, circle them together. And now from there, Look at these circled circles or these tasks in front of you that you can, that are something within your control. Ask yourself if these things are even necessary to do. Is this something that's going to work out over time? Is something that's going to work out on its own? Somebody that somebody else can help you with? Something that if you do one thing in the circle, the other two will become obsolete or unnecessary? 
And if you find something that's like, I don't really need to do that. I really don't need to worry about that. My biggest weakness is that I'm OCD. And so my orders come in doubly because I give myself orders that are not really orders. They are self-inflicted and they're, <laughs> they're the silliest things just by my own personal laws that it has to be a certain way. And so a lot of the times when I get to a place of overwhelm, those circled things in the circles, I, you know what? If I let go of my OCD for this moment, I could get rid of that entire thing. This whole circle does not even need to be done. And yes, it drives me a little bit bananas sometimes because OCD is just a whole realm of <laughs> fuckery. <laughs> but if you can get yourself to get this list down, get these circles down, you've crossed out things you're out of your control, you've crossed out things that are not necessary. Now, is there anything there that cannot be done right now? Now, for those of you who, are, who might be OCD, if, the, if it needs to be done, but it can't be done right now, you might want, want to just like black it out because you've done your brain dump. You've done, if, you, if you block it out and it's something that, you, that does need to be done, just can't be done right now, and you block it out, it goes back in your mind because that's what we do. We tend to think, okay, well, it's not in the paper anymore, so I got to store it somewhere. So maybe just put like a pencil mark through it or grab your highlighter because now we're going to highlight the things that you actually can do now that can be done that need to be done and you have nothing blocking you from it and highlight those and then the last step is what is one thing one i'm not asking you to do two or three i'm not asking you to do four or five i'm telling one thing that you can do right now you're in a resourceful state. So now if it is get up, do the freaking dishes. You can. Get up, polish off the resume. Get up, send the uncomfortable text. Hey babe, I think we need to talk. Get up, make the phone call. You're in a resourceful place where now you can think of it. And you can do it. This is one method that I use in my personal life to defeat overwhelm. It is not the only one. There are many. If you went through this process and you still feel overwhelmed or something is still itching or nagging emotionally that will not quit, do not hesitate to reach out. I read all of my emails directly and I respond to them. You are not going into a slush pile inbox. If you reach out to me on Instagram, if you reach out to me on my emails, and if you contact me on my website, you get to me. Not a VA, not a team loaded with people that have not, that do not know your circumstance, that do not hear or read or take the time. It goes to me. So do not hesitate to follow up with questions. I want to hear your circumstance because there is a way around it. Until next time. Now we want to hear from you. What stirred you, helped you, or lit you up with new inspiration? Drop me a line at carapayton.com and let me know. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend. This might just be the thing they needed to hear. 
And thank you for joining me for another episode of the Happiness Habit Podcast. Until next time, keep moving. Your life starts when you allow your authentic self to shine through and the world needs that light in it.